0: Hello everyone. Happy Wednesday. Today I am answering questions that you all texted into the podcast line, including what do you think about the five personality traits in stress and security? Do we take on or look like that number that is the same subtype as ours? How do you know the difference between being a type two and a type one and more? But first today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today, the thing that is making me happy, are that the dogwoods are here. If you don't know, dogwoods are a tree that has this beautiful white flower on it, and they only really bloom for like 10 to 14 days, so I'm trying to really pay attention to them for the full 10 to 14 days that they're here. My thorn is honestly that I'm having a bit of a heart achy day, like I'm just sad. And I think it's important to keep in mind that what we see online is such a small part of people's stories. Um, What we interact with in the DMs is just a sliver of the complexity of, of a person. And while I think I am pretty open with you all, the complexity and the sadness that exists behind the scenes is something that would be weird to show you online, you know, to be a hundred percent transparent in that way would be borderline kind of inappropriate. But it, I think it's an important thing to just kind of acknowledge because you just never know what people are going through when, you interact with them on the internet. When you watch their lives online, it's just, it's different, you know, just like what you share is different than what you live. It's just part of it. But yeah, that's kind of what's on my heart today in terms of a thorn. It's a little sad, but it's real. And my bud is the same as yesterday. Honestly, <laughs> Like today's the official day. We are two weeks away from me hugging a friend and I'm so excited. Just, just so excited. Um, and by that, I mean, we're getting our second vaccine today. Maybe as you're listening to this, we are, that's very, very exciting. Okay, friends, let's dive in to today's questions. So question number one, hello, my name is Carol. I have heard and seeing a lot of talk online about the big five personality traits. Can you cover these? How do you identify where you stand for them and how they relate to the Enneagram? So I will say that I was not very familiar with these at all, but um, I did some research, which is honestly really fun for me. Thank you for that invitation. Um, so from what I understand... From what I understand, the big five personality traits claims that we can describe ourselves with five main characteristics, and those characteristics are openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism, and Essentially, what this means is openness is like you're open to new experiences. Conscientious means you're aware of what needs to be done and you're willing to do it. Extroversion is you're, you know, wanting the group, you're wanting to belong to a group. Agreeableness is you are here to serve and here to help. You want everybody to get along. You want to do what you can to make sure people get along. And neuroticism is kind of like struggles in a crisis and has a hard time coping with life. I personally don't find it too helpful. Um, I think it's a little bit simplified for my taste and a little bit. We're missing the complexity so we can, and I think that's why I like the Enneagram so much is I think let's use neuroticism as um, an example, because it feels like the saddest one to me. So neuroticism, let's say, okay, you're struggling to handle all that life has handed to you. So you kind of freak out in a crisis. The the idea that that is one type of person, I think is missing the boat here. I think we all have ways in which we do this depending on, I, you know, I look through the lens of the Enneagram. So depending on your Enneagram type, you're going to freak out about different things. So for type 1s, that could be things not being done the right way. For type 2s, it could be people not liking you. For 3s, it could be feeling like you're failing um, For or people not recognizing your success. For type 4s, it could be feeling like you can't live up to your own expectations of what it means to be significant. or or just doing like average mundane tasks. For type fives, it could be not feeling like you're informed enough to do the tasks at hand. For type six, it could be feeling like you're unprepared. For sevens, it could be not getting your needs met, not feeling like you can meet your needs. For type eights, it could be um, forced vulnerability or even feeling like you have to um, you're, you can't use your strength to get through something, uh, for type nines, it could be forced discomfort. You know, we all kind of could freak out. We just have different reasons why we would. And so I think in that way, it's a little bit too simplifying. I also think kind of saying, oh, this person's always open. This person's always conscientious. This person's always extroverted or always agreeable. Um, it lacks the nuance that I crave in something and why I, I I kind of choose the Enneagram as my lens for looking at people through personality typing structure. I I kind of think we could all be all five of them depending on the circumstances. And that's again why the Enneagram is so appealing to me because it's What's underneath? It's why we're doing what we're doing, and there's so many different layers of there's there's levels of health. We have our wings. We have our stress move. Our rest move. All of these things that add um, intricacy and subtlety and nuance that I crave because humans are so vastly complex and interesting. That saying, okay, you fit into this one type of thing. And I think it does say that we we can possess all five of them in, in different forms and variations. But I it feels a little simplifying for me. That's kind of my my answer. The second question is: I'm a two trying to have a personality beyond servitude, any advice. First of all, that was very charming. So. Good start. Um, You know, honestly, for our twos, I just think you just need to date yourself, like fall deeply, madly in love with yourself and build an absolutely thrilling life that isn't dependent on other people. Pick up a hobby, um, find out where you like to eat when you're on your own, get bored in your own mind. Um, delight in your life, just like you would want for your friends and family to do, and do it without others so that you are able to honestly discover who you are, what you want, and how you show up when no one else is around. What do you do when you are able to be as selfish as possible? Who do you, who are you? I think that's really good information around who you want to be, who you actually are, when there's no one to please. All right, question three. Hi, my name is Katie, and my Enneagram question involves subtypes and in stress and growth moves. In stress and security, do we take on or look like that number in our same subtype? For example, would a self-preservation nine look like a self-preservation six in stress and a self-preservation three in security? Okay, so there's a couple of different ways to think about this. First of all, I think my first inclination is that it's maybe overcomplicating it a little bit. Like maybe, you know, it's totally possible, but not necessarily always going to be the case, but it's a 100% worth exploring for yourself. Um, It's an interesting self-study, an interesting journaling practice. You know, what do you see in yourself of each of the subtypes of... The numbers that you move to, but particularly the one that you feel like you are in general. Now, there's this whole other way to think about it, which is that the subtypes themselves without type have their own kind of way of showing up. What I mean by that is social subtypes tend to be a little bit more aloof, a little bit more cool, um, They have a a sense of where they are in the social hierarchy. They may be a little more standoffish. They want to be seen as important. Our self-preservation types run warm. They tend to be really inviting and friendly. They like cozy comfort things. They can be really into like food and blankets and comfort. And then we have our sexual... Sexual? (laughs) our sexual or our one-to-one subtypes, these tend to run hot. You know, they make really intense eye contact. They are, they they seek intensity. They want passion. Um, so in that way, you know, these subtypes kind of are their own category. And so if you are generally a self-preservation type, you're going to add that onto your number, and then that's going to impact everything. So in some, in that way, the answer would be yes. You would kind of stay that subtype, and as you move, you probably do tend to show up as the other subtypes of your stress and rest moves. But again, I think that's not a rule that I live by, and maybe isn't even a rule that I would find particularly helpful on like a day to day basis. However, for like self study and a journaling practice, which I am all for, I think it's a really fun prompt and a really fun thing to consider. Um, As you deepen your inner knowledge, I think it's fascinating to jump into. I did it because you asked this question. I was like, I'm going to play with that a little bit. And I went in and I kind of looked at mine and explored it. And I, I love that. I think it's really, I think it's an interesting practice that we could all use. So thank you for that question, actually. We're gonna take a quick break for today's podcast sponsor, Daily Harvest. Sometimes cooking something really nourishing, full of yummy veggies and fruits, is not always compliant with a full life. We have a busy household over here. We're working, we're in you know, we have we're in school, we have our kiddo. We I am running all kinds of fun things in the background over here that make the days pretty full. And honestly, I don't want to get takeout for almost every meal, right? Daily Harvest makes this so easy. They deliver delicious food, all built on organic fruits and vegetables right to your door. It takes minutes to prepare and you never have to think twice if the food you are eating is good for you. Daily Harvest is ready when you are. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you are ready to enjoy it, so you waste less food too. There's no need to overthink any of your meals for the week with Daily Harvest. They have smoothies for breakfast, flatbreads for lunch or dinner, and foods that are perfect for cooler weather, like perfectly roasted harvest bowls and soups. Daily Harvest never uses preservatives, added sugar, or artificial anything, including their recently launched almond milk, which is made from only almonds and a dash of sea salt. Like, that's it. It's super convenient because you're always stocked up whenever you need almond milk for smoothies. Daily Harvest is also committed to minimizing their environmental impact. They're in the process of transitioning to 100% compostable, recyclable, plant-based, and renewable fiber packaging. Get started today. You just go to dailyharvest.com, enter the promo code EGRAM to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code EGRAM for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com dailyharvest.com. Thank you so much, Daily Harvest, for supporting the podcast. Our next question. My Enneagram question is, how can I tell if I'm a one or a two? My friend says I'm a two, but I always see myself with lots of characteristics that a one has. So honestly, I wouldn't worry too much about what your friends see, The truth is that we can show up as different numbers for a variety of reasons. And for a one, there's a high chance that you could show up looking like a two in friendships because it feels like the right way to be a friend. So you might want to revisit the motivations, basic fears, and the worldview. Do you relate more with the world is an imperfect place and it's my job to fix it? Which would be the type one worldview, or I am as worthy as how wanted or lovable I am, which would be the type two. One other major distinction is that ones are driven by their own inner moral compass and have their personal agenda for being a good person in mind, while a two is more inclined to adjust how they show up to match the tone of who they are most wanting to earn approval from. Meaning, ones kind of stay the same no matter who they're talking to, whereas twos tend to tone shift to match who they're engaging with. Our next question, what are some ways for a nine to work toward the healthier side of being a nine? So in order to talk about this, I think it's important for those at home who maybe aren't as familiar that we talk about the different levels of health. So each Enneagram type has levels of health. For our type nine, the lower level of health here is ignoring conflict by denying, suppressing, or even disassociating, becoming numb to life and closing off to the true desires of their heart. Now, an average nine is going to still avoid conflict, probably through merging, numbing out, and people-pleasing. They may downplay their desires. They may downplay their hurt feelings. They may downplay their needs in relationship as a way to prevent disruption. And then our healthy nines are become more self-aware, self-possessed, and present. And they believe that their presence matters and feel comfortable speaking up and handling conflict in a healthy way. Now, in my book, I share a few of these tips with you guys. Um, If you don't know, the book is called The Honest Enneagram. You can find it at thehonestenneagram.com. But I share a few of these tips here for our nines. First, start to see conflicts as normal and even healthy. A really helpful shift to make is moving from peacekeeper into peacemaker, meaning a peacekeeper is someone who wants the peace to maintain and they just kind of want to stay out of it so that everything goes well and goes smoothly and they're not disrupted. A peacemaker is willing to make disruption in order to create more peace in the long run. So this shows up in social justice situations really easily, right? Like I can keep my peace by not speaking up, or I can create peace for others by engaging with the process and doing the hard work. It also is the same thing in our relationships. You know, I can keep the peace by just pretending like I don't have any preferences or opinions or feelings or needs, or I can create deep inner peace by engaging in regular conflict, regular discussions about what we want, what we need, and kind of advocating for ourselves and the needs of others. The second tip is practice sharing without being asked. Oftentimes, our type nines, you're waiting for people to ask for your opinion or your thoughts. And if they don't ask, you may not share. Um, It's going to take a little bit of practice, a little bit of discomfort to interject and speak up. But I promise that once you do, like people want to see you, they want to hear from you, and it's going to give you the opportunity to be seen in your truth more often and make it much more normal. The other tip I give is, you know, with it comes to people pleasing, it's really helpful to stop saying yes right away and instead say, just let me think about it. And this can give you a little bit of space between that initial inclination to make people happy with you make people feel comfortable, and instead you're able to, you know, when you have that space, it's a lot easier to say no because there's not that immediate rush of a pleased person on the other side. So you can more accurately give your answer. Also, a lot of times our type nines, you guys take a little bit longer to make a decision, a little bit longer to know what you want and you need. And so giving yourself that space to give your true answer will make sure that you're being more honest with your yes. Uh, and then, and also more honest with your no. All right, our final question for today, can you help someone who is really confused if they are a seven or a nine? The numbers seem so distant from each other, but at, but every test I take, I end up tied for both numbers. I also relate to a tendencies from both numbers. So there are some similarities between seven or nine. They're both positive thinking types. They both tend to be conflict avoidant. Now, the big difference is here that sevens are action forward, future oriented, and quick to move on their desires and share their opinions. Nines are action repressed, struggle to prioritize, may not know what they want, and aren't as inclined to share their thoughts or opinions. And again, it's important to revisit the worldview here. Do you relate more to "I know that I will be okay as long as those around me are okay, even if it means not getting what I want," which would be the type nine. Or I know that I will be okay as long as I get my needs met, which would be the type seven. Now, all of these questions kind of remind me of this one quote from Abraham Maslow, which is our food for thought today. Be independent of the good opinions of other people. I hope that gives you a little something to think about. As always, it is an absolute joy to create this content for you. I hope you enjoy the episode and I will see you tomorrow fully vaccinated for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery.